This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team, and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machine is firing up. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of The Business Machine. I'm your host, Brian Town, and owner of Michigan Creative. We've got a great show today. I'm excited to have Robert on the show today because he's going to talk to us about sales and how we can really do sales better. And as you know, I don't like sales. I don't like to cold call. I think it's a small business owner's nightmare to get on the phone and run a sales team effectively. And so this is going to be a really good show. So Robert Hartline is the founder of Callproof, a serial entrepreneur. He built his businesses to where today they generate $24 million in total revenue. His expertise are around sales and automating follow-up sequences helped hundreds of entrepreneurs and salespeople contributing to millions of dollars in additional sales. So this is going to be a good one. Robert, thanks for taking time out and coming on the business machine. Brian, I'd love to be on the show with you. Cool. I'm excited, man. I downloaded your stuff and this is going to be another, you know, sort of self-serving podcast because I I just want to know everything about what you do and and your app. And I, I just really think that that sales process is very difficult for uh, small and large companies. Do you agree? Do you find that? Is that kind of what, what made you to develop something like this? Yeah, it is. And, you know, the challenge is uh, I, I've come to this realization over the last few years, and that is business owners should not be salespeople. Right. And I think we all, you know, when we bootstrap or, or organizations, we, we are the salesperson. We are the solopreneur, the guy that's going out and hustling. And, uh, you know, you know, one of my favorite books is Jack Daly. He's got uh, he's got a a book where he, you know, he talks about um, how, uh, you know, the owner should not be this the solo salesperson and that it's the worst thing you can do for an organization. But I totally get it uh, because I've I've been that guy that was the solo salesperson uh, for years and, you know, not until recently understood that that, listen, uh, there's other people better at it and I should let them do it. Yeah. And I think some of it is, you know, time. And when we started, I was everything. And and now I'm kind of the face of the company and still doing some sales. But I remember when we when we started, we were just thinking that, all right, we're, we're a small business and we're not you know, we don't have it in the cards to do a traditional sales process. And we're new and it's a startup and it's fun. So we don't really need a traditional sales process. But we found very quickly that sales is, is something that needs a process that's repeatable. And and I like how you really talk about how you line it up to playing music and how you practice and you do the same thing over and over again. And talk a little bit about, you know, that small business owner that maybe doesn't have any idea how to do sales and how can you really help them and how, how can that, the app and the, and the, and your software help them sort of align that process and make their life easier? Cause I think that sales process to me, when I think about sales, I think about phone calls and I will not do that. I will absolutely yeah, not do it. It's, yeah. And I'm an outgoing person. I can talk to anybody. I can speak in front of 500 people. I do not want a cold call. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know, it kind of brings up the the reason I I built the software is I had a you know I have a uh, another I I live in two worlds one world I have a, a chain of retail wireless stores, and then I have this uh, software company called Callproof.com, and um, you know it was about uh, you know ten years ago uh, I managed an outside sales team, 
and um, the a, a, a theme arose, and that, that theme was I'd hire a salesperson, spend 90 days with them training on everything I did and how to sell, how to cold call, how to, um, how to write proposals and do all the work, you know, knowledge and skills about the product. And 90 days, they'd be out in the field. And, you know, if you have a, a fairly long sales cycle, you know, 90 days later, so six months in, I'd have these salespeople with very little or almost no sales. Right. And, um, and I would notice when they would, uh, when it just wouldn't work out and they'd leave, I'd ask myself, well, you know, who did they call when they were here? Who did they visit with? Who, what, you know, who what? did they send proposals to? You have no idea. Yeah, like you know, what the frick happened to these guys? What? Why did they? Why weren't they successful? And uh, it was one day. This this last guy, day. This uh, um, this guy was with me. He, he turned in his phone, and and I just got curious. I was like, you know, here's a guy that I mean, I mean, you, you would think, and you'd love to have a beer with him. You'd you'd buy anything from him. He, you know, he was he was great in the interview. Like, why did this not work out? And I got curious, and I logged into his call history with the, the phone carrier and there was literally 10 numbers that he called <laughs> and uh you know i'm sure half of them was you know his you know friends or family not somebody that was going to buy your product yeah exactly so i mean the reality is inside your salesperson's phone is uh when they dial a number you know basically what callproof does we throw that number into the cloud we match it with known clients and prospects and we put that in a news feed just like you do on facebook and so i can tell you in real time who they're visiting with um because we do we do gps and we allow people to check in to businesses just like you would on facebook we see who their calls are and we just basically provide an owner a real-time feed of what happened you know who they talk to and really, and I tell this to everyone, you know, that is fighting this sales thing, because, you know, when I talk to organizations, I mean, collectively, they have the same issue. Yep, I mean, I'm they sure want they to acquire customers. Yep. And so they're trying to acquire customers all sorts of different ways. We all have our own little uh, strategies on how to grow. But the reality is, if you have feet on the street, you know, B2B traditional salespeople, in order to grow your market, you have to talk to people that are willing to buy. Yep. And uh, if you track that, uh, you'll have some success. The challenge is if you just uh, just uh, do the training and send them out the door and hope for the best, you're going to get the worst. Um, yeah, and I liked I liked in the video that's on your homepage there, or maybe it's back in there, that the animated explainer video that really talks about and explains your product really well. And I love those videos. Those are great. Um, what I like about it is that you speak to two different people, and I really like that message about it. And, and usually it's, it's about the business owner or it's about the employee. But this one really spoke to me anyway. It said, hey, are you a salesperson and, and need some help? And, and you don't like – I think there was the character in there, and he was like, I, I got trained, and then they threw me to the wolves. And then I was like, what do I do now? And, yeah. I, and I think that's common across a lot of jobs, not just in sales, but that happens a lot. And, and the thing that I really liked is the, you know, when you talked about, cause it really hit home for me is that some other guys coaching your son, because that's a very, you know, you can see people nodding their heads like, er, 
And oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's cla- I mean it's classics, perfect. I love it. But it really talked to that person, like, hey, sales guy, do you want to do, do rock out your job? Because most people probably really do. They want to make great money. They want to do a good job for their employer. But then on the other side, it's always like, hey, employer, don't you want to support your employee and don't you want to make sure that you're doing the best for your sales team, which ultimately leads to your success. So talk about that. I mean, this is a this is a software that both the single salesperson can use, the larger corporations could use, and a team could use very effectively. Yeah. You know, our our, our sweet spot is really anybody with an outside salesperson. You know, if, if you hired a person tomorrow and he had he came into work and let's say he was doing inside sales, you know, he'd be sitting at a desk, probably not too far for, from you and probably with an earshot. So you get to hear him on the phone conversing with customers. Yep. Um, you have, you know, you'll have a general understanding what his, what his day is like, and you can help coach him along and, um, you know, provide suggestions and be there, you know, uh, as a sounding board for issues and challenges having now take it to different type of sale. So you have a, a, a guy that, you find, let's say you find him online and he's actually out there marketing and finding customers who like to buy videos from you. But the perfect guy for you is in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And he has been doing it in Atlanta, Georgia, but he's been driving to an office and he hates life because traffic is terrible. And you say to him, listen, how would you like to do what you're doing, but from the comfort of your house? And um, I want you to go out online and find prospects for me. Um, to sell videos to. And he's going to love life, number one, because he can work from home. Uh, and, and number two, you may have a, a, a fantastic prospect that can sell your products and services. The challenge becomes, all right, you don't see him every day. True. And you don't know, uh, you don't, you're not listening to all his calls. So you don't totally understand if he is out there actually doing real work. And if you have a long sales cycle, you know, it's going to be hard to tell. And I tell this to everybody, 10, the average salesperson, underperforming salesperson can last 10 months in any organization. Oh, what that yeah. means is, Easy. you know, they can slide under the radar and never know. And, you know, and honestly, salespeople don't want to slide under the radar. They want to be successful. Of but course. I will tell you, I have not met, as rarely met a salesperson that was really successful that did not have someone holding him accountable. Yeah. Yep. And we actually have a client that's dealing with that same thing as they spent some money and they hired a salesperson that wasn't in their office. And, you know, apparently they've been calling. The salesperson has been calling and apparently they've just been getting turned down and no one seems interested in the product, but they've been there since August. And here it is, what, February, and they haven't made a single sale yet. And yeah. and they have no idea. So, I mean, like just like you said, there's no way. I mean, she's using sales, Salesforce, but she has to type all that in, and it's really expensive, oh, and, yeah. it's, and yeah. it's complicated. Yeah. And so I can yeah, see how it works. Yeah, and so you know, one of the things that we do is so we have a recorded call function. So when, when, a, when a sales rep is making marketing calls and he is trying to book a demo, let's say he's trying to book a presentation or a visit, uh, he would use CallProof to make the outbound call. All The call is recorded. Um, and at the completion of the call, he would say, you know, I either booked appointment or the guy was a jerk or I left the message right. or, uh, you know, so we have these, you know, we have custom features like we have a thing called perfect voicemail that automatically leave the absolute perfect voicemail when you get someone's voicemail. Um, and so it allows you to make more calls and you, you get more work done in terms of when you're working the phone. But most importantly, 
with a bank of recorded calls, the owner who's maybe been doing the sales himself can actually listen to those calls and not to listen to them to, to beat the salesperson up and say, Johnny, you're terrible on the phone. It's more like, Johnny, you, you, I love the way you get past the gatekeeper and answer these key objections of why you uh, why they should do a demo. But you're using these words, I think, that could be changed to improve the quality of the call. I gotcha. And so working on the quality, you know, obviously we can tell you how many calls they make. So quantity is one thing. But now once you've discovered your salesperson's actually doing the work, then you can work on the quality. And, um, you know, everyone, me, you, if I were to record your, your phone calls to prospects and play them back, number one, you'd like hate it. Oh, no my God. I can't even listen stand listening to my stuff. podcast. I can't stand. I sound so bad. I had to stop, <laughs> I had to stop listening to it. But when you do. Yeah, no, I fixed a lot of things. There was things I was saying. No, and I did. It was just like, I was like nails on a chalkboard. I'm like, who is this idiot? Who's talking right now? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the, the, the comments you made about sales, people hate making the cold calls. And I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of a universal thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, one thing that's been interesting for me was just working with our clients is there's some just amazing salespeople out there that are looking for great places to be. And um, and so, you know, I tell all all, you know, owners of companies like, listen, you got to get out of being the core salesperson. There are good people out there. And even if you, you know, even if you go through a couple of, of uh, bad ones, eventually you'll get one that's a fit for the organization that will grow your company way faster than you could ever do it. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for here at Michigan creative. And that's, that's exactly what we need. Cause I need to get out of that. So number one, it, it's possible to learn how to be a good salesperson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Number two, uh, this traditional sales that you and I are talking about, because a lot of people, if you do, if you look out there and, and with all the social media and digital online marketing and things like that to put you on the spot here, it, is traditional sales still effective and necessary? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is. I mean, you know, I yeah, I get it. There's all these tools that we can use, you know, LinkedIn and, and it would through uh all sorts of social media. I, I will tell you the the average Joe, everyday Joe, those tools are major distraction points from selling. Yeah, true. Um, and um, and you know you have to be at the right place at the right time with the right prospects, and you'll get act you know activity. Um, but I think you use those tools as uh, as places of information to discover. And then you still got to take the action. Yeah, you can, you can, you could, I, I see this a lot. I see a lot of salespeople hacking out these cold emails to people. Um, and, you know, when you're doing, um, you know, 500 emails a day, that's, you can probably get some activity. Uh, when you're doing hacking away on, and I see this all the time, you know, a salesperson writing a 15 minute email to one prospect that's cold. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a, that's, that's a terrible waste of time. Delete. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and most of them, you know, are, are writing too much email, but, um, it does work and, but it's a little combination of everything. And, you know, um, you know, you know, my, my core advice or any, any, any owner out there is if you need help in sales, uh, everyone has an industry expert. And if you had to spend $500 uh, to talk to an industry sales expert, that's in your industry that sells this every single day. I mean, the top dog, if it, it, it would be worth it to you to spend up to $500 an hour to get 
every bit of information you can from them. Yeah. Spend spend the money on good coaching, and it's going to speed your development up way faster than you're going to do on your own. Yep, yep. I like that too, and I love the fact, and I, I totally agree about the traditional sales, and I, and I agree with find the person that's doing it right and, and talk to them and see what they do. And I think you've got a lot of tips just in that little PDF of just little things that, you know, I never thought of when somebody's on the phone and the gatekeeper, which is important. You know, listen to what they're saying and talk to them, and and you know, personalize yourself too. So I, I just I think all those tips are just little things that we can all learn that really make a difference. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit. We call this show The Business Machine. And so let's talk about you for a little bit. So we know that you and I as, as CEOs, and you've got a lot of things going on uh, in your life, and we're, we're the machine that keeps everything running. And, and our business owners are too, because if we're not doing what we should be doing and not running like a well-oiled machine, things kind of fall out of place. So you know, what do you do? And, and if you're not there, and what have you done to make sure that the business keeps going and can run like that machine? And, and how do you keep yourself personally, making sure you're doing the right thing? Well, for me, I have a business coach. Uh, and, um, you know, I have a, a coach that I meet with at eight o'clock on Mondays, right after that eight o'clock meeting, I have a team meeting at nine o'clock and that's the only face to face physical meetings that I do with my team, but it is once a week and it's mm. a way for us all to get together, kind of talk about, you know, for me from eight to nine with one-on-one with my coach, it's, it's more or less, I got to work on me before I work on my team. Good. And, um, and he's really helped me really see what I'm doing, see how I'm communicating uh, with my team. And then I can talk about those challenges as then literally, you know, in the next hour I'm working on with my team. So that's pretty much what I do is, is just have regular meetings, uh, but not too many meetings. So when my, when I do a meeting, it, it's not yik yak it's actual action yeah good i like that talk about mistakes so we also like to talk about mistakes here because we've learned so much from the things that we've kind of messed up along the way and you know we're better for it i think we always are are better for it and i think we'll always do things and make mistakes and we'll always learn from them so what was a mistake that you made or if you could tell somebody out there hey don't do this what would it be well you know it's it's the old e-myth of being a technician in your business you know and uh I, I did that for 10 years. I literally worked the store. I sold phones. I did the accounts payable. I did the inventory. And I did all those things that were all technician tasks. And it wasn't until I really got into a mastermind, and I should have got into a mastermind day one of business. Uh, and um, that's when I discovered that you know my purpose as an owner is to work on my business. So there's only three things that I'm supposed to do. And one is lead, two is to think, uh, and and the other is to plan. And um, if I'm doing those things, um, I'm going to succeed. And uh, if I'm actually doing the work, you know, if I'm taking a customer service call, that's being a technician. Yeah. If if I'm holding a check to deposit, I'm being a technician. All those things are outsourceable and, and I shouldn't do those things. And a good owner, uh, is focused on, uh, working on it and not in it. I like that lead think plan. Now, when you were starting and when we all start though, there's some things that we we're, we're like doing everything cause we can't just automatically outsource it. But as soon as you get those opportunities to be able to do that, it's probably one of the first things you should do. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, that, that's, you know, whenever you're in the startup phase and you're, you're, you're in growth, it, it's a matter of, all right, I'm going to do this task until I get the revenue to take this task to this other person. 
Um, and, you know, luckily we live in a world with Upwork and all these other um, uh, contract employee opportunities. I and mean, there's so many things we can outsource now. You know, I, I tell everyone, too, I mean, heck, um, you know, Uber is an example of this whole new world economy yeah. where I can literally click a button and I'm buying time at an extreme discount. So I can literally have someone drive me somewhere and I can be in the back making calls, taking care of business. And literally, I'm buying, you know, buying time on the cheap. Yeah, and I, what I like about Uber too is their model is they, you know, they have no central office or employees technically would that work for them, and they have no inventory. Yeah, I mean that's it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a concept, you know, and it's just like oh my gosh, it's one of those like well why didn't I think about that, you know, and but I do like that, and that's one of the things that I always tell. I can't wait till my 15 year old is is driving because I've always wanted a driver because I always think about how much I could like I think about the Lincoln lawyer, how much I could get done uh, from my house to work, you know, that 20 minutes, and so I can't wait until he can start driving because I don't have to pay him, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I have a seven and a three year old and, and just as fast as self-driving cars is going to be developed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to drive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I was just, just reading up on that. I don't know if he will. Maybe that'll be good though. I don't know if I want my 15 year old to drive. <laughs> so what do you have to work on? What's your biggest fault? Uh, What's something that oh, you have to... Biggest- Oh, freaking A. I got, I got, <laughs> we don't have all day, man. All over so. me. <laughs> I got shiny objects all over me. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, I, I see so many opportunities, and with technology, you have, you know, when you get, when you're able to spend time thinking and you have a team that's keeping this big engine running, right? Um, it gives you free time, and it's kind of dangerous because I can easily get distracted and find a new opportunity and start uh, pedaling away on something uh, that's not in my goals and not in my plan. Um, so that's probably my biggest challenge is shiny objects. And I think that's an entrepreneur's curse. I think that has we all have that, and and uh, you know, especially with you know, being in a business that can. You know, we know how to do things and we, you know, we can set up websites pretty quickly. We could market the the heck out of it. And I always like, well, hey, we should start this business. We should start this business. And finally, Melissa, my CEO said, listen, Brian, listen, Brian you've got a business. Let's run that one. And then let's, let's move on that. And then once that one's running by itself, then maybe you can start doing something different. Yeah. This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right. Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little Business Machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full-service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile-friendly websites, digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are, and we really just want to talk to you. So if you want to just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me. My cell phone is 517-899-4533, or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. I don't like the term work-life balance, but I like to bring it up because I think that, you know, if we really like what we do, we don't really have to balance it. But at some point, we've got to shut it off and we've got to be present, not just in person, but in mind with our family. And it's hard for people like you and I think, how do you do that? Uh, For me, you know, I I have a pretty good schedule. I, uh, you know, I work out at five in the morning, um, which keeps me kind of grounded. Yep. Um, I, uh, 
I really don't like scheduling. I don't like having something in my, you know, even having this podcast interview is like, to me, it's like, gosh, I hate, I, I hate knowing I have to do something, <laughs> really? but, but, uh, as, as much as I enjoy getting on this call, it, it's, uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't even, I don't even schedule things like months in advance or even next week. I just feel weird about it for whatever reason. Uh, cause I like this, you know, I, I'm a big believer that, you know, my business works for me and, um, and, um, I don't want to do anything that just requires me because I may be doing something wrong if I get involved. Yeah, if I right. get, you know, if yeah. I, you know, I've gotten so removed from a lot of different aspects that, um, you know, I don't want to go and screw up what my team is. I got a great team and they know what they're doing. Sometimes you, you, uh, you get in their way. So, uh, you know, for me, work life balance is just really, I do what I want to do. And, um, when I, you know, I get, I get plenty of time to spend with my kids. I have a short commute. I mean, I think a lot of people are really out of balance when they've made a decision that they want that big house in the suburbs right. and they want to do an hour and a half commute every day. That'd be terrible. I mean, I mean, really, how can you have any balance when you're in your car? And so, I mean, really we all have decisions to make. And for me, uh, living next to close to where I work is like the ideal scenario to have real balance. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. And you're right. I, you know, I try to keep my hands out of places that I, I know I shouldn't be. And, and there's people here that work for me that do a much better job. And, you know, there's been times when I'm like, well, I'll just do it. So I don't have to bother, you know, her, I'll just edit this video or I'll just take care of this. And it just it never works out. I mean, I usually end up doing it or putting it off till I finally like, you know what, I should have probably just had you do that. So they're, they're, they're pretty used to it now. Oh so yeah, for sure. Let's talk about employees a little bit because you have several, and I really want to get your advice on not necessarily how to hire them because I think we all have a pretty good process for that. But how do you keep them, and how do you make sure that you know they're doing something every day that is going to make the business better, and and that they're satisfied and happy, and they have balance in their job because that's part of your responsibility as a CEO too. Yeah, you know, I have um, right now. I have 150 employees total, and um, they, um, in the, in the, most of them are in the 20s to 30s, you know, range. It's millennial generation, which I really love. Yeah, I do too. Uh, in in a lot a lot of respects, you know, uh, what I coach with uh, with with our managers is is you know we are a lot of these. Uh, employees, mommies and daddies. And um, it sounds like real hokey, but the reality is um, a lot of these people, we are their first job. And um, they may not have been told how to be a good employee. True. And um, so, you know, I, I first want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and not make assumptions. And just because they come to work for me and they're not doing it right, uh, doesn't mean they don't want to do it right. They just don't know any better. And so, you know, I really, I really preach to my team is really make sure, um, you know, when you see your employees, uh, coming in the door to really engage with them and find out what's happening in their world and get them to open up. And if you can be their sounding board to what life is like, as a 20 something, uh, on your own, getting your first apartment, uh, maybe not, uh, uh, not used to managing money or not used to being able to, you know, fend for themselves sure. or being that person to kind of them to lean on, or even if it's from, uh, you know, they, they, their girlfriend just dumped them. 
<laughs> and just, you know, this is their first and a heartbreak. And to let them know, like, dude, do you know how many girls are out there dying to have you right now? Yeah, there's like, tons. Like, 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 stop it. Like, you're going to have three or four of these. You know, get it, get to understand with yourself that this is going to happen and tomorrow's a new day. And like, I believe that people appreciate, you know, just at least sharing that, hey, listen, I'll, I'll tell them a story about. Uh, a heartbreak that I had, and so you know, and if they're on their own and they're out, outside of the nest, and, and maybe they don't have a great relationship with their parents, or they don't have anybody to actually talk to, if you can be that sounding board or that person that they can lean on for some of that just personal advice, then it, it makes you stickier, and and people aren't going to want to leave you. Yeah, and I think that's important, especially for the millennials too, as they you know I I, I love. Uh, are millennials that we have. I think they're hardworking. I don't know why they're getting such a, bar- a bad rap. I just think that they expect different things from their employment than I think you and I used to. I mean, we, we used to go in and, and work hard and not, you know, we don't need to be asked how our day's going or anything like that, where it's just a little bit different with them. And I think they'll work really hard as long as they know that what they're doing makes a difference in the company and that their thoughts are, are heard of. So yeah, I get that. And I like just those simple things of being a, a somebody who's going to be a sounding board for them too. I bet makes a huge difference in all of your stores across across Tennessee. So give us a tip. I want to put you on a spot here. And I, I really like the PDF that I downloaded. And somebody is trying to make a sale and they're going to walk in to their potential customer and they have to go to a gatekeeper and they want to get to the right person and they're just walking in cold. Give us some things that we can do, or maybe we're at a networking party and and uh, we want to talk to somebody and really set ourselves up to get a meeting with them. What are some well, things that you, we can do? Yeah, so let, let's talk about that because this is something that a lot of people really are fearful of. And I, I won't talk about the networking thing because I could go off. I got to go off on a, a huge tangent on how most networking events are a waste of time. But, oh yeah, I agree, hundred uh, percent. So, <laughs> yeah. so, but let's let's talk about like the cold call walking in off the street. Yep. This is something I did, I did for years, and uh, at first I totally hated it, and then it became a sport. And um, I will tell you, uh, your audience is driving in their car right now, and they are passing a perfect prospect, and they are too frightful to go walk in and talk to them. <laughs> but that is what ballers do. They just walk in off the street and start talking. And it's nerve-wracking and scary as hell to do it. But once you've done it a couple times and you get a couple wins, you can get addicted to this art form. And um, you know, if you can find someone to go with you on these journeys or just popping in off the street, that's great. I love team selling as long as one person shuts up and the right. other person <laughs> right. talks. But, but when you walk in, you know – uh, the gatekeeper receptionist person that's, you know, there at the front, you know, that person is generally in most office scenarios, and we all call them gatekeepers. It's just another hourly worker in most cases just answering the phones. And their role when you walk in, they are thinking to themselves, friend or foe. That's right. all they care about. Got so. It. Friend or foe is what they're thinking. And so my mission when I start talking to them isn't hey, I'd like to speak to the person that handles all your printer needs. That's not my, that's not the lingo I'm going to use. All right. I'm going to walk in and goes, gosh, how long have you guys been here? Because I hadn't, I hadn't noticed you guys, I didn't notice you guys were over here. So 
making that comment, they're thinking, who is he a customer? Is he a client? So my mission is just to build rapport. That's really why I'm there. Um, I want to build rapport with that person that answers the phone. Um, and I will gingerly wind my way into a conversation that would be, you know, I noticed you guys are using uh, those Epson printers over there. Uh, how are those working out for you? Um, whatever you're selling, sure. it's just make it part of the conversation. And, um, you know, one thing that a lot of people do wrong is they'll, they'll walk in with something. So, you yeah, know, I, I saw say, that. Tell me about that. Cause that, that was interesting to me because typically what I'm thinking, and we just printed a bunch of this stuff too. So I might tell them not to take it for a couple of sales guys that we have to drop off. It's like a pad of paper and, and, a, and a, a card and a pen or something like that. But I saw that in there and I'm like, darn it. So tell us about that. <laughs> well, I just, I think we scare people when we have a little portfolio of all our, our little trinkets. Okay. And I don't think they're all that important. Uh, if I have a meeting with someone and I want to show them some whiz bang portfolio, how sure. awesome I am, yeah, yeah. I, I may have it when I have a scheduled meeting. But the most important thing is something every salesperson should have in their pocket every single day of the week, seven days a week, and that is a business card. Yeah. And on your business card, it should have on your card what you do. And that's really all you need. Now, you know, I deal with lots of different clients with lots of different industries, and they have lots of different strategies that, that work for them. But you do scare the – you're automatically saying, hey, I'm a salesperson. You know, if I walk in with a suit and tie on and I got a, a, a little folder in my hand. They know what you are. I mean, you're just a telltale sign. Like, oh, my gosh, you, you couldn't scream any, any, anywhere at the top of your lungs that you're a salesperson. Uh, so, you know, lose the tie, lose the jacket. You know, come in, keep your business cards in your pocket. Don't have it in your hand. Go up and do your talk. And a lot of times you'll walk into these places and the front's unmanned. And walk in like you own the place. Walk in with some kind of attitude. Yeah, yeah. And and you're gonna you're gonna they're gonna think you're someone. But if you walk in meek, mild, and timid, and scared, they're gonna be ferocious and attack you. Like they're you're gonna be their prey. You can't be that way. You walk in like the lion. I like that a lot, and I I, I like walking in there like you own the place. And, you know, we, we typically, you know, we don't come in suits a whole lot depending on the client, but for the most part we dress, I mean, we dress nice. We don't wear ripped jeans or anything. And I think that's really helped us in the long run is because people, and it's true, it's not, it's not a facade, but people really think that we're down to earth, normal people. We're not your typical marketing company. That's going to do a PowerPoint and all that stuff too. And I think that's helped and getting, you know, people to feel comfortable around you because the idea with that gatekeeper is to what then call them back if yeah you're... so you know re, yeah you know once you get past the you know certainly you're you, you're going to get to a point after this rapport building where you gotta well, why are you here and that's when at the moment you kind of figure out uh you know who is the key person i want need to talk to and that's when you uh find a way to make that pitch and say hey listen the only reason i'm here today is i know you guys are using these old printers and i know you're using this other provider I need like 10 minutes to talk to Jeff. I know that Jeff's the guy who makes this decision on XYZ. 
Um, and for me, it's like I've done this so many times that every time I walk in, I'm going to have a different deal. You know, if I don't know who the 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 bus- who the actual person is, then I'll find out who the decision maker is, or I'll have a name. So using LinkedIn, I'll have a name of someone I will ask for. I got you. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask for Larry David. I'm going to ask for uh, uh, Larry. I'm not going to ask for Mr. David. Sure. You know, I'm going to act like I know him and he's expecting me. Hey, yeah. Is Larry um, here for a second? I want to just see if I could say hi to him or something. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I like it. I like it. I think we can all put some of those things to use. So I was a teacher long time. We talked about that and uh, give us a quote. I used to pass out cheesy quotes. What's a good quote that we can all go by? Uh, so for me, I, I'm all about goal setting. So, uh, you know, here's one it's setting goals is the first step and turning the invisible into visible. And that's a, that's a Tony Robbins quote. And, okay. and, and, uh, for, for me, I, I, I grew up in Germany and once a year I'd see my family and I'd get on the flight and the flight was 10 hours. And it was the only time I was, I didn't have internet. I didn't have uh, a phone and it was time to, for me to sit down and really write down my goals and um, what I've seen is when I've written down these goals and every year on a vacation, I go back and look at them and go, holy moly, I can't believe I did these goals. And it's because I wrote them down. And most people um, aren't thinking about their goals. Maybe they think about them over the new year, but they forget about them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, I got a running Google spreadsheet of my goal with an accountability partner who I look at his goals, he looks at my goals, and I give him shit when he don't do them. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Because yeah, you got to have, we have an accountability group that we're in. It's just a phone call with two guys uh, that we talk to. They're doing similar things. And, you know, it's one of those things that it, it, it works because we set up a goal for each week and we get it done. And otherwise, you know, I, I probably wouldn't do them all. And so really having somebody to keep you in track, I mean, you really, really need that. And I like the fact, too, that you're doing the same thing for him. Yeah. Tell me a a book. You know, there's business books out there. Usually, typically business books, you know, you get them, you're really excited to read the first 30 pages, and then you don't go back to it. So give me a book that we're not going to do that with. Well, for me, it's 48 Laws of Power. Um, Robert Greene wrote it. and uh, to me, it's a it's almost like the go to book to find out how you are being manipulated by others. Huh. Um, and so, I mean, it literally has, um, you know, if you if you listen to the audio version of it, it sounds like the devil talking to you on how to be <laughs> the devil. But um, understanding how people may use you or manipulate you. Really understanding what those tricks are help you prevent from being a victim um, of those tricks. And, you know, in business, you know, from a vendor not giving you the best price or a customer being a little dishonest, um, all those things uh, that you can learn in that book is going to help you kind of protect yourself. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know. And, you know, I'm typically somebody that just assumes the best, but that's probably not a good idea. No, no. You know, and I, I, I probably learned, I learned what I learned from my first wife. (laughs) So, uh, so, but, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, um, it's one of those, it's definitely one of those books that you can, uh, you can sip on, you know, once a week and learn from over and over. All right. So if you get a dinner with any business owner, who would it be and why? 
Well, for me, I've always been a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Really, and and not not because he's uh you know not because of his acting or or you know what he did with bodybuilding. I just love the idea. Here's a man that you know he came to our country, and um, you know he had several businesses before he ever uh, was uh, anybody, and um, he just uh, he he's got into many different things, and I'm I'm the same way. I get into many different things just because I want to live life and I want to leave you know leave my mark on Earth, and you know sometimes I'm going to try different things and fail out to get to something that I'm actually good at. So. Uh, that's that's probably who I'd love to have dinner with. Yeah, that would be interesting. I think a lot of people don't really think about him as a business owner, you know, and, and really coming here and, and inventing himself. I mean, he he was right. just a bodybuilder, really, and really invented himself into a, a Hollywood superstar governor to now doing reinventing himself again at, at an older age and doing commercials for apps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean it's crazy to think about, you know, it's just yeah, he would be a good one to really figure out how he how he started. I would like to hear, you know, what his first first thought process was. So that would be cool. That would, that's different. No one's really said that. I th- I think that'd be a really good one. They usually say they're typical business owners, you know what I mean? That's right. So how do we best get in touch with you? We like what we hear. What's the best way to sort of get more? I think one of them obviously would be to download what I downloaded today from your website. But what's the best way to somebody say, you know what? I got to talk to this guy. We need some help with our sales process. How should they do that? Yeah. So, you know, you can either visit my blog at callproof.com forward slash blog. Um, you can also hit me up on Twitter at callproof.com. Uh, or you can just email me at robert at callproof.com. Um, and, um, and certainly, uh, uh, love to help entrepreneurs, you know, you know, figure out how to outsource their outside salespeople. And there's a free trial too on Callproof. Is that right? Yeah, we got a 14 day trial, and you know, we can get you on a demo and kind of show you. Uh, and I promise, I, I tell everyone this: if you if you do the demo with us, you're going to probably learn more about how to manage outside salespeople in the 30 minutes of doing the demo, and whether or not you become a customer is irrelevant. <laughs> so just you know, do that uh, to to learn some sales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. It's also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwaterapparel.com. That's freshwaterapparel.com. And check out their spring collection of t-shirts. And soon, beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater. It's a Midwest clothing company. And they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan. And the shirts are 100% made in america so you can't beat that so if you love fresh water like we do here at michigan creative you should definitely check out their site lots more coming but right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women like i said before beanies are coming stickers all that stuff so check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh back to the show anything else that you'd like to mention today that we didn't talk about um, no, uh, I, I've enjoyed my time with you guys. I love what you're doing with uh, with your podcast, and uh, I, I love hearing uh, the stories. I mean, the the everyone has a story of how they got started or the challenges they have, and and I think if we all spend energy learning uh, our craft, whether it's selling or whether it's you know being a great creative, um, you know, we we've never 
had an opportunity in history to have so much access to so many people at the touch of a, of a button on our smartphone, um, than ever. So, you know, if, if, if you want to, if you want to be successful, there are people to listen from on these podcasts, um, in these interviews that, uh, we can all learn from. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you said that because today you're right. There's, you know, somebody had said it. There's two things that I went exactly what you said. There's two things that I really like is that number one, if there's something you don't like to do and you hate it, there's somebody out there that loves to do that. They love like, I, I can't stand doing Google AdWords. I hate it. It's like data and it blah. It's just not my personality. But there we found somebody and they love it. Like they breathe it. They, they, that is the funnest thing for them to do in the whole world, but they would not want to storyboard out a video or be creative or do that. They would just love data and numbers. So there's always somebody out there that's going to love what you hate. Yeah. Yeah. And also more than likely what you're doing, somebody else is doing it pretty, what you want to do. Somebody else is probably doing it really, really, really well. Yeah. And so you can find out what they're doing to get where they are today. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. So I love that. And that's so true. And, you know, learning this learning process of, of being an entrepreneur and a business owner is probably the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. And as I start to listen to these podcasts and the reason why we started the podcast, the reason why I started listening to them is because I needed something. I needed some help with some somebody to say, hey, man, it's going to be all right. You know, you're going to make it. So that's awesome. There will so, be another day. Yeah, there will be. Last question. It's a big one. What do you think or what do you hope your legacy will be? Uh, for me, I think I, I want my legacy to – I want to have left a mark on earth. And I don't know how. I don't know how how, yeah. how on earth that's going to be. But, you know, I, I want to make my mark. And, you know, I kind of live like every day. Like I don't have much time. And that's why I hustle. I hustle you know, every single day. Um, you know, hoping to get, uh, you know, uh, a product or impact someone to make them better people. Well, Robert Hardline trying to make his mark and helping people. Hey, thanks a lot for coming on our show today, man. I really appreciate it. This was something that I know our listeners are going to like, and I'm sure you're going to be hearing from them. And I, I just, I, I love listening to people that are passionate and have done such a great job, um, with what you're doing, both with call proof and all your digital uh, and phone phone companies across the state. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Robert Hartline is the founder of Callproof. Check him out. You've got to download that. Get a free trial, 14-day free trial on his website. No credit card, no nothing. Just sign up, check it out, do a demo. He'd be happy and his staff would be happy to do that. And also all this will be in the show notes. So definitely check that out. So Robert, again, thanks for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. All right, guys, that was Robert Hartline. Great guy. Love listening about sales. Sales is tough. Um, it's really, really tough. So check check out his page, and, and there's a lot of good stuff. Just the PDF that I downloaded this morning was very helpful. So with that, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time on The Business Machine.